A crazy game, a crazy finish, and a big, big, big time win for the Minnesota Twins tonight. We're going to break it all down on today's episode of Locked On Twins. You are Locked On Twins. Your daily Minnesota Twins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome to the Lockdown Minnesota Twins Podcast. Today is Friday, August 5th. Happy Friday. And I'm your gracious host, Nash Walker. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline.net has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online is where the game starts. Again, this is Nash Walker. I've been running at Twins Daily for four seasons, been hosting this daily podcast now. For three seasons, coming to you after a crazy, crazy game at Target Field. Game two of a four-game set with Toronto. And Tyler Malley started this game. This this game, before it even started, had the feel of a special matchup. It's Barrios, it's Malley at Target Field in August. Two American League playoff teams. It's a Friday night. It just had a feel, before it ever started, that it was going to be probably a tight game. Like, I had that sense coming in. This is going to be a good ball, good tight ball game. I don't know if it was a good game or a lot of you know mistakes defensively, squandering runs on the Twins side, but it's a Twins winner, and it's a walk-off Twins winner. And I thought Tyler Malley tonight was, was pretty good. He gave up three home runs. He made some mistakes. He's going to have to be better not throwing those cutters right in the heart of the zone. Can't put the ball there, especially against a very a good lineup they're gonna hit the ball out of the park but we noticed tonight like I noticed and I had the numbers to back this up but just by the eye test the warning track fly balls and Dick Bramer brought it up tonight but I bet you at least one of those the one that was to cave in right field right under the overhang probably would have been gone in Cincinnati there was a couple in left and center I think might have been gone in Cincinnati so you can see in his first start He's a fly ball pitcher. He's going to give up long fly balls. He's going to give up some deep fly balls from time to time. The difference is, does he? are those balls caught at the warning track or are they out in Cincinnati? That's obviously such a big difference, right? If they're caught, then if it's a home run in Cincy. And I think you're going to see some warning track fly balls from Tyler Malley at Target Field, the balls that would have been out in Cincy because that's the type of pitcher he is. And, you know, he's... He's got really good stuff. He has a a really lively arm, I noticed. And watching him and watching how the ball comes out of his hand, he's lively. The ball kind of jumps out. He's got good zip, good ride on his fastball. Cutter slash slider is a pretty good pitch. Didn't spot it, like I said, at all times. But this is an interesting matchup for him, too, because the Blue Jays are so right-handed. His best secondary pitch is his splitter. And the Jays are so right-handed, you you can't really use your splitter. I mean, you can righty-righty to this lineup. You can do that. And he did at times. They didn't really chase it. That splitter is much more effective against left-handed hitters to keep him off the fastball. So it's an interesting matchup for him against this right-handed heavy lineup. But he's going to see a lot of right-handed heavy lineups. Chicago, Toronto, hopefully New York. Houston's got some really good right-handed hitters. So that slider is going to be a key pitch for him. And the splitter's nice to have, too, when you have to get a good lefty out. I think Malley's going to be really solid for this team, if healthy. And I thought tonight he looked he looked good. Like, he looked good against a good lineup. He went six innings. You can tell as well. And Malley goes six consistently. Like, he's gone six basically every outing this year, it feels like, at least since, like, 
July 1st. He's been going six and in most of his outings. You can tell he's pretty efficient. He's an efficient pitcher. He throws strikes. He gets, you know, strike, he gets strikeouts, but he also gets fly balls. And I think he's going to be able to go deep in a lot of these games for the Twins, which is super exciting to think about. Here's the innings pitched for Tyler Malley in his last hands. He threw six tonight. That's six. Baltimore on July 30th, he threw six. That was in Cincinnati. Against St. Louis on July 24th, he threw six. Against Atlanta, he threw five. San Fran, six and two-thirds. Dodgers, six. Arizona, nine. Complete game shutout, 12 strikeouts at Arizona. At home against Arizona, six. One earned run, 10 strikeouts. Back-to-back strikes. Back-to-back outings against the D-backs. 22 strikeouts in 15 innings. One earned run. Washington, six. San Francisco, again, six and two-thirds. So you get the idea. He he goes deep into games, and that's going to help the Twins' bullpen because Joe Ryan and Sonny Gray don't always get deep in games, and Baldelli does have a quicker hook, I think, for those two because, at times, Ryan will tire in his starts, and that was certainly true after his COVID stint. And for Sonny Gray, sometimes he has trouble throwing strikes, and he's up to 95 pitches after five like he was in the opener of this series. But I think Malley's going to stabilize the this rotation. As I said, when they traded for him at the deadline on Tuesday, I said, I think he'll stabilize this rotation. And I think there's room for upside within his arm. And we didn't see the upside in his first start, but we saw just the steadier presence. He gave up four runs, but six innings, the last home run really hurt to Vladimir Guerrero Jr., one of the best hitters in baseball. But I think if Malley's on the mound, healthy moving forward, he's going to consistently give the Twins a chance to win. And that's that's all you're really looking for here. And I think, there again, there's room for more within Tyler Malley, and it's easy to see why. He's only 27 years old, and he's already a really good starting pitcher. Jose Barrios, man. Jose, not good tonight. Jose's road ERA coming into today was 715, over 7 on the road coming into today. I was going to tweet that, but then I was like, is this really a road game for Jose Barrios? He's second in target field history for games started. And I don't believe he reached five strikeouts tonight. Five strikeouts would have surpassed Kyle Gibson for most strikeouts at target field. And I don't think he got, I don't know if he got one strikeout tonight. He might've got one. He's pulled in the fourth inning. Nick Gordon hit a big home run. The twins just got to Barrios. It didn't look like they were going to get to him early, but they were aggressive in the zone. And then Barrios just had the inning we've seen Barrios have in his career for the Twins. He's he's so talented in his stuff. Even tonight, you can see it. His stuff is electric. He's got a great two-seamer. The curveball's disgusting. He's he's a great young pitcher. But then he has that inning. And that's what's holding him back from being a great pitcher all the time. You see it in flashes. And then he has that inning where he can't find the zone. He gives up a hit. And then he gives up the big three-round homer. And he's done that. You know, and he did it in his Twins career, and he did it tonight at Target Field. He's done it a lot this year for Toronto. Jose Barrios, ERA, back up over five after this game tonight. Um, love Jose, always will, not when he plays the Twins, but I will always love Jose. Nick Gordon, what a night. The bullpen, Jorge Lopez, what happened with Lopez tonight? Why did he blow the save? It's all coming up. First, a word from Blue Nile. Are you looking for fine jewelry, but you're having trouble choosing? Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7, available via phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift at every single budget. Blue Nile's one of a kind with a diamond shape, size, and clarity, as well as setting style that you want. Blue Nile's best jewelers will then handcraft her perfect engagement ring. It's perfect. For however you want it to look, each ring is one of a kind. 
Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And going on now is the Blue Nile anniversary sale. Save up to 40% on classic fine jewelry pieces and 25% on engagement ring settings. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress-free and find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com today. What happened to Jorge Lopez tonight? Well, I'll tell you, the offense squandered a lot of opportunities to build on a one-run lead. And this Blue Jays lineup is very good. And Jorge Lopez came in. I thought he threw the ball really well. Some bad Babbitt luck there. Maybe some mistakes. Him and Sandy Leone feeling each other out. But the stuff looked really good. He got to two strikes. He was one strike away on Rymel Tapia. And Tapia just blooped the ball to center. He fought off a sinker on his hands and, and tied the ball game. But when Lopez goes bad, which will happen, and it happened tonight. It's going to happen for how great he's been this year. He's been pretty bad at target field overall. Uh, you know, he did have that. He did have a scoreless ninth against Detroit a couple games ago, but Buxton walked him off. Miranda walked him off, and then tonight gives up uh, a run to tie the game. When things don't go well for him, it's going to be like it was tonight. He's not going to give up a lot of home runs. He gave up a home run to Buck on that on a slider that hung just a little bit, but Buxton's obviously an incredible talent. Hit it out for a home run. He's not. I don't think he's going to give up a lot of home runs. When things go wrong, it's going to be ground balls behind holes. It's going to be bad, bad luck. It's going to be what happened tonight. And how do you avoid that? Well, as an offense, you get him a two-run lead, and that probably they don't tie the game. If there's a two-run lead, they only scored one run. You never know. These things could play out differently. But that's what it's going to look like because he's such a ground ball strikeout pitcher. He's not going to give up. You can look at his sinker. His sinker, the depth on his sinker, it's very hard to elevate that ball. To elevate his sinker, it, it needs to be up. He needs to leave it well up in the zone. And you swing under it. You still swing under it. So it's going to be hard for other teams to hit home runs against Lopez. When he gives up runs, when he blows saves, it'll be like it was tonight. It'll be ground balls through the infield, hard hit, kind of screaming ground balls, and then some bad luck. And that's what that's what happened there. But he, you know, credit to Lopez because the Twins could have lost the lead there. And he got the out. He got up to 30 pitches. It's not an ideal outing. He blew the save. But he got out of there without giving up another run. The go-ahead run was on second base, and he gets the out. He gets, uh, I think it was Biggio, to end the inning. So credit to him for getting out of it, keeping the Twins in this ball game. Then they have a chance to win it in the bottom of the ninth with the bases loaded and one out, and Jose Miranda swings at a ball way high, and then Nick Gordon flies out to left. But that's not to take away from Nick's great night. Hit a three-run homer off Barrios and just had a tremendous evening. On the season, Nick Gordon, he had three hits tonight. So adding those three hits, he's up to 250 plate appearances on the season. He's hitting 279 with a 327 on base percentage. He's slugging 437. Weighted runs created plus at 116. League average is 100. So he's 16% better than league average in terms of weighted runs created plus, And he's been worth 0.7 wins above replacement. Rocco Baldelli said it tonight. I agree. Where would they be without Nick Gordon? Uh, I don't want to know because he's filled in a key role and he's been productive on the season. He's been well above average as a hitter at the plate. And I think against right-handed starters and right-handed starters who are struggling or, or poor right-handed starters, I think Nick Gordon batting fifth is just fine. And that's crazy to say now. This time last year, Nick was kind of breaking in, was playing well. People wanted to see more of Nick Gordon, but this was not predictable. 
I didn't think he was going to, he was going to do this in 250 plate appearances, be well above average in, in every category, average on base percentage, slugging percentage and weighted runs created plus across the board. He's been really, really good for this team. And tonight he was really, really good. They don't win that game without Nick Gordon. And I think Nick Gordon's speed on the last play of the game impacted Chapman's throw. That's just a theory I have, but Nick is quick and Chapman threw that ball into the ground and Jansen couldn't recover and, and Nick scored because he's fast and he's got wheels and he's got power. I'm shocked how, how the home runs he hits, the majestic fly balls to right field, and then he goes hard to the opposite field as well. He's impressive. Contreras hit a home run to left as well. There were ups and downs in this game. There were positives. There were negatives. The Twins had a lot of chances. They didn't score beyond the fourth inning until the walk-off winning you know, play at the end. It was it was a crazy game, and it was a crazy finish, and Nick Gordon was wonderful. Let's talk about another hero in this game. Another hero just nails ice cold, ice in his veins after this word from BetOnline. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source. For odds, lines, and games, find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, the NFL, the NBA, the NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information. From live in-game betting scores and podcasts, they have you covered. Head to Bet Online today, or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action happening today. Bet Online is where the game starts again. There's no better place to go. Place your bets, odds, lines, podcasts. They have everything you're looking for at betonline.net. Betonline.net is where the game starts. Michael Fulmer, ice in his veins. Michael Fulmer was an under-the-radar pickup for the Twins. I think when you look back, and I think Lopez is going to be very good. I think Mally's going to be very good for them. I think Fulmer might be the one we circle and say like that, that addition, if the twins go on to win the division and they win in the playoffs and they, they achieve the goals they want to achieve this year. I think Michael Fulmer will be a huge part of it because he is so, so, so tough on right-handed hitters. And you saw it tonight, bases loaded one out two tough, tough righties and Teoscar Hernandez and Bo Bichette come to the plate. He carved up Hernandez carved him. Carved him up. Fastballs up, swings and misses, 96 at the top of the zone. And the reason Hernandez is swinging through that, yes, it's 96 with ride at the top of the zone. It's tough to hit. But he's swinging through it too because he's sitting slider. Fulmer has a nasty slider. One of the best sliders you'll ever see from a reliever this year, from a right-handed reliever. The numbers on it, he's given up one extra base hit to a right-handed hitter all year. And it was Gio Urshela, a double to Gio Urshela in Detroit. That's how good he's been. That's how good the slider's been to right-handed hitters. He's a specialist. Lefties hit him, but you get him in there against righties, I'm so confident in Fulmer, and he did give up a single, to be fair. I think Guriel singled to right. He's right-handed. But I I feel so good about Fulmer. In in spots even like that, with the bases loaded against two good right-handed hitters, you don't feel good, but I feel confident in him. I I feel more comfortable than I have in a long time for a reliever in that spot outside of Yohan Duran and, and Griffin Jacks at times. Jacks was um, unbelievable tonight. Unbelievable. Fulmer comes in, 
gets Hernandez on a disgusting slider. Hernandez just half swung. He's thinking fastball. He's so confused. And then Bo comes in, Bichette, and he he watches what happens to Teoscar. He watches that where Hernandez got a couple of fastballs and then that slider. And Bichette in the box, I guarantee you what he's thinking in the box is I'm not going to get beat by this slider. I'm going to be on this slider and I'm going to hit it to right field and we're going to score one or two runs and we're going to take the lead here. I'm going to stay on this slider just like Lourdes did. He gets two fastballs, swings through both of them, gets two fastballs, two strikes, and then 0-2, the same spot Hernandez was, Bichette's probably thinking, okay, now he's gonna now he's gonna throw me a slider like he did to Hernandez, the at bat before. I need to be ready for this slider. Locks him up, ninety five four seam fastball right down the heart of the plate, strike three. Bichette locked, didn't swing, called strike three. It was an it was an amazing sequence. It's it reminds me, it gives me the chills because I just love pitching. I love the battle and that that back and forth between. A, that's why I love the game. That's my favorite part of the game is that back and forth. What is the hitter thinking here? What is the pitcher thinking? You get in different counts. It's a different situation. It's just so much strategy. And I love that call. I love that call. Oh, two. Don't throw him the slider. He's thinking you're going to throw him the slider. Just buzz a fastball right in there and get him for strike three. And if Fulmer doesn't do that, I don't think the Twins win this game. Because Jordan Romano is very good. Romano came in in the bottom of the 10th and he did his job, essentially. The defense let him down for Toronto. I think the Twins would have been in trouble if a run or two scored for the Jays there. I think they would have they would have definitely had their work cut out for them. And instead, Fulmer was great. Jax was great. Duran was great. And they won this game. I, I said it last night. I was <laughs> I was humbled because the bullpen blew the game yesterday, basically. I said this bullpen is going to be a strength this year. For the rest of this year, I think it's going to be a strength. And I think you saw flashes of it tonight. Not everybody got it done, but overall they pitched well enough. And before you would have seen Emilio Pagan or Tyler Duffy, who was DFA'd today, you would have seen them in the 10th inning. And Duffy, DFA'd, the response on this is going to be, oh, I'm glad he's gone. I'm glad Tyler Duffy's out of this bullpen. And I get it because he's had a really really rough year. And to be honest, the beginning of last year, he did not help things at all for the twins. When things were spiraling, Duffy was just as bad as everybody else. And that used, you know, Colome and Rogers wasn't very good at times. Duffy was just like everybody else. He wasn't pitching well. And then in the second half, he was great. And he was great down the stretch for the twins last year, but he just doesn't have the stuff anymore. And the response is going to be good. But what I will say is Tyler Duffy, the Twins don't win the division in 2019 without Tyler Duffy. They don't win the division in 2020 without Tyler Duffy. He was undoubtedly one of the best setup men in baseball, one of the best firemen in baseball. Look at every single discernible number. Tyler Duffy was awesome because he was 95-96 at the top of the zone, hammer-breaking ball, super tough, super tough. He was a perfect setup man for Taylor Rogers, and he was awesome for the Twins in 19 and 20. Struggled a little bit in the playoffs in 2019, but Tyler Duffy, those two years, especially when he got sent down at the beginning of 2019 and then came back and was just nails out of the Twins bullpen, and then in 2020 followed it up with a similarly great season. Those two years were were awesome for him, and you know he was a very important part of this bullpen. I think that's why it's hard for the Twins because he's also an important part of the team. He's a leader in the bullpen. He was going to be a free agent after this year anyway, so that makes the decision for the twins a little bit easier, but he just doesn't have the stuff to get 
major league hitters out on a playoff team right now, I don't think. And maybe he'll get to the point where his command is good enough where he can make up for his stuff. And we saw that at points this year even, but it's not consistent enough. He's not consistently spotting the ball where he needs to spot the ball to make up for his fastball losing multiple ticks, his curveball not being as sharp, his stuff just taking a turn down. Tyler Duffy came into spring training in 2021. And at that time, the expectation is like this dude is a, he's an elite setup man because he was for two years for the Twins for a year and a half, if you want to count the COVID season as a half. The idea was he's an elite setup man going into 2021. And then in spring training, his velo was down. He was 91, 92 instead of 94, 95, 96. And at that time, I was thinking like, everything's okay. It's okay. He'll be fine. He never regained that velo. He came into spring training in 2021. Velo was down in his outings. It never came back. And it's been two years. It never came back. And that's that's the story with Duffy. He was great for two years. And he just lost Velo, and he couldn't make up for it with his command. Simple story, and he's DFA'd. We'll see where he ends up. Wish all the best to Tyler Duffy. The Twins' bullpen looks just a lot better now um, than it did because of the additions of Lopez and Fulmer and that they don't have to go to Pagan and Duffy in those highest of leverage spots. Twins win tonight. It's a walk-off winner. It's a big win. That's a big win because the White Sox won. Cleveland lost again to Houston. Now you have a two-game lead on both teams. That's a big win for the Twins. We'll be back with a postcast on Lockdown Sports Minnesota tomorrow and Sunday. I'll be back with a podcast Sunday night to recap the weekend. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Twins your first listen today. Now make your second listen, the Lockdown MLB podcast. MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor, passion, and unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories around the league. Follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Lockdown MLB on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great day and go Twins.